Welcome everyone. You're listening to Practice Areas 101 presented by the Texas Young Lawyers Association, where we explore legal practice areas and hear from young lawyers across Texas who actually practice them. Today, we will discuss consumer law. So set your credit cards aside and let's get started. I'm your host, Nick Gwynn, and I am an IP attorney in San Antonio, Texas with the firm Gunley and Cave. I have the honor of interviewing our guests, John Ross Trevino and Ben Doyle. John Ross is the managing attorney of the housing and consumer units for Lone Star Legal Aid in Houston, Texas. Ben practices with Stockard, Johnston and Brown and Natardis in Amarillo, Texas. He has been repeatedly named a Texas Rising Star by Super Lawyers. Welcome y'all. All right, um, you know, John Ross and, and Ben, the, uh, the, the listeners are dying to learn a little bit more about you. John, why don't you tell us the journey uh, that you uh, went through to get to where you're practicing and uh, tell us what law school you went to and if uh, consumer law was the plan all along. Yeah, my name is John Ross Trevino. Um, I work with Lone Star Legal Aid, which is a nonprofit here in Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm the managing attorney of their housing and consumer unit. My journey really started off, I'm originally from San Antonio and then I went to, to Rice University and right after Rice University, I went to the University of Houston. I will tell you, I had not, I knew nothing about the law, even going into law school. During law school, I didn't know what, you know, I was going to be doing. Didn't know what consumer law was, didn't know if I was going to be practicing that. I think what I did want to do is work for a nonprofit, kind of give back to the community and do that. So that was always a goal in my mind. And one of the ways I did that was through internships. And so... I worked with the ACLU first, and then I applied to also intern with Lone Star Legal Aid. And without me even know, knowing, there was connections between those two law firms. And that helped me get an internship with Lone Star Legal Aid. Uh, during law school, I interned with them. So right after law school, they had a position open up. It was a fellowship position for a year, you know, working against predatory lending, which was really title loans at that time. And I, I just want to say, I mean, I think I did well during my internships, um, put out a good show for people. And so, you know, after law school, Lone Star Legal Aid wanted to hire me again, and they hired me into that position. That's terrific. Um, speaking of uh, Lone Star Legal Aid, if my memory cr- serves me correctly, it's like one of the five largest um, nonprofit legal aid providers in the country. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah, I think by, you know, the number of cases we close were were huge just the number of people we serve we serve a huge community one of the largest impoverished communities in the whole nation um and so you know unfortunately one of the you know statistics about it is we really don't have enough attorneys even though we're a large organization uh the amount of people who need help need legal unfortunately they just don't get it i think it's like one out of eight for every person who needs legal assistance and is below the federal poverty line there's maybe one, you know, attorney out there with legal aid to help them. Well, the the disparity is unfortunate, but we are fortunate to have people like you uh, who are who are serving. Ben, uh, similar question to you in terms of your background, you know, where you came from, and you know, how'd you got into consumer law? Sure, I did not know that I wanted to practice in this area when I was going to law school. I actually thought I wanted to be a sports agent, but uh, like most of us in the legal profession, you kind of fall where there's a need. Uh, After law school, I moved back to West Texas and I was practicing at a firm called the Underwood Law Firm and the 10th largest 
in terms of total damage value, Hailstorm in the history of Texas at Amarillo. And Underwood really didn't have an attorney focusing on the insurance code, which is a tie-in statute for purposes of the DTPA. Uh, and so that kind of fell to me as an associate. And so I kind of started learning that uh, out of necessity. Uh, and out of that, I've grown to represent uh, school districts, um, major commercial entities, property owners who own commercial properties all over the country against insurance companies with regard to consumer law. And so I did that. Uh, I've done that for the last nine years, both at the Underwood Law Firm and, and now as a partner at my, my new law firm, Stocker Johnson. That's really interesting. It sounds like there's a lot of opportunity in consumer law. Well, with that in mind, and that's certainly a surprise uh, to me, some of that, you know, how broad that is. Ben, have you had any surprises or realizations along the way that really shaped your career? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think a lot of people go to law school and think of this practice area as one in which there are full-time attorneys dedicated to it. You know, you go to law school and you hear a lot about criminal attorneys and personal injury attorneys and transactional attorneys, but there is a whole cottage industry associated with consumer law. There are, you know, insurance defense law firms like uh, the Zell Law Firm in Dallas and, and several law firms in Houston that primarily do first-party defense of insurance companies. And, and then there's a lot of solo guys or smaller law firms like Daly and Black in Houston or, or me uh, that do first party insurance work on the plaintiff side. And that's about 95% of my practice. Yeah, it was definitely a surprise to me how big this industry was and how many fights there are uh, associated with, you know, multi-million dollar litigation fighting over insurance proceeds from fire damage claims and hail damage claims and even weird stuff like earthquake claims. John Ross, how about you? What surprises have you seen? Uh, surprises. Um, I think one of the you know key things to know for people starting out is uh, make a good impression. Kind of like I was reiterating, I think when hard work you know meets opportunity, that's where success is. And so one of the things I did, even though you know sometimes it's more of a relaxed area or firm, was you know I always dressed in a suit. I think that was particularly important as a young attorney when you look young, I think I looked young coming out of law school to kind of have the client, you know, when you're interacting with a client to make that connection and kind of learn, you know, look like you know what you're talking about until you actually know what you're talking about. So always having that presentation, I think that's a huge step on what a young attorney needs to, to kind of know. Well, John Ross, do you focus uh, on one or you know, several types of matters? Um, and, and does your practice extend beyond consumer law? Yeah. So in contrast to Benjamin, I really work with individuals kind of against larger, you know, companies or contracts. And so we represent the individual. I work with uh, low income families usually, but, you know, we do debt defense. I do turnover and garnishments for individuals, consumer bankruptcies, chapter sevens, chapter 13. But, you know, besides consumer, we also do housing. So like evictions, probate matters, estate planning, kind of all of that rolls in together. Is that common for a consumer plaintiff's attorneys to also handle uh, housing and kind of tenant landlord disputes? Well, I think, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of overlap with regard to 
uh, commercial tenancies or residential tenancies, when you deal with large property owners, you're going to run into those types of things. You ought to also learn, learn, run into a lot of personal injury type stuff with, you know, I had somebody call me the other day where um, uh, a car ran into their building. And so you deal with a lot of lawsuits against uh, third parties as well. And there are a lot of construction disputes because a lot of the disputes with the insurance companies turn on whether or not a roof was put on properly or whether or not piping was installed underground correctly. And so the, it ties into a lot of other areas. It's not simply consumer disputes. It's, it's all kinds of different. Yeah. I, I would piggyback on that. You know, especially we work with low income families. Um, they usually don't have one issue. And so we try to provide a holistic approach. And like, they, like you said, you know, they might've originally come in for one issue you know, they have credit card debt, but, you know, the real issue is they're not able to pay their rent. And so that's why we're also helping them with the housing issue. Are there, you know, there's just unfortunately, a lot of my clientele aren't facing one issue. They're facing multiple issues. And so we do our best to, to do a holistic approach and, and apply, you know, serving our customers. Yeah, it's a lot easier said than done to tell your clients, no, I only do this. I don't do that. Uh, you know, you want to help the client and often there's, you know, several things. Well, um, Ben, you know, you're talking about some of these, you know, construction issues and the other things that uh, tie in. Does your practice extend um, beyond uh, consumer law? Yeah, so um, I, I've also done in my career, I've had the opportunity to do a lot of personal injury work. Um, I started my career defending companies like Tyson on non-subscriber cases. So I kind of started on the other side and learned insurance defense and defending personal injury suits before I moved over to the plaintiff side. I also, um, because of the nature of the federal bar in Amarillo, I try to participate in doing some federal criminal defense work uh, to help out the bar because we don't have enough federally licensed criminal attorneys. And so I do a little bit of that stuff, mainly because it's a good opportunity to be in front of the judges and, and get that type of experience. But um, I have a very eclectic practice. Uh, every single one of my partners does something different. And so when you're, when you're a small firm like ours, you end up working on a lot of different types of cases. Very interesting. Well, Ben, how do you spend uh, most of your days? Are you in the courtroom? Or are you, you know, on the phone, reading, writing, or you know, none of the above, all the above? So uh, a lot of my practice is in taking depositions. I spend a lot of time deposing experts. And when I'm not deposing experts, I spend a lot of time working with my experts on crafting expert reports. Because a lot of these consumer claims turn on causation. You know, how did, how was the property damaged? Was it actually damaged by the fire, by the hailstorm, or was, you know, it caused by a construction defect or was it caused by uh, wear and tear, those types of things. And so I would say a majority of my practice is in dealing with hands-on issues like that. I walk on a lot of roofs, inspecting them for hail damage or wind damage, those types of things. But I do, I do spend a fair amount of time in court uh, arguing, but with this type of plaintiff's practice and primarily handling commercial cases, most of my cases end up in federal court. So uh, I don't get as many hearings as I would like. You know, a lot of that stuff is resolved based upon motion practice. And so you don't, you don't get to get in front of the judges near as often. So it's such a downside. Uh, well, John Ross, how about you? What does your typical day look like? No, I'd have to agree with Ben. I mean, I would say a lot of it's on the phone. Um, it's something that's kind of unexpected when you looking into law and going into practice law. But I spend a lot of time talking to clients, 
um, a lot of time talking to the opposing side. You know, one thing I think I learned early is there's a practical aspect, kind of like Ben was saying, is you're going to go to the client's house. You're going to look at what's actually being done. Um, you're going to be talking to the experts. And a lot of people don't think of this as legal work, but, you know, you're going to be calling the clerks of the court, trying to get hearing set, seeing what's going on. And I think that's an underlooked practice of, you know, what, what the law practice is like. Well, that's really interesting. And, th and that brings us to our next question and, and probably my favorite part of these podcasts and what, you know, interesting stories. John Ross, what's your most interesting story? Most interesting story, I would say I was probably practicing about two years, less than two years, I know at this point. I had filed a motion with a declaration from my client in a, in a court and I had the opposing party contact me and he was extremely opposed to what I filed and he told me he was going to file sanctions against me. And so this was the first time somebody had said they were going to file sanctions against me. You know, I'm still a pretty young attorney. This was maybe the second or third time I had been doing, I'd done what I had been doing. And, you know, I just kind of kept my cool and I learned from my practice and I told him, okay, you know, give me the notice of hearing. Let me know when the hearing's at and I'll be there. You know, he ended up not filing anything. I think that that's one of the, you know, kind of big takeaways I would take from consumer law is that, you know, if you're going to say you're going to, and you know, as an attorney, if you're going to say you're going to do something, kind of follow through. And I think that's important with consumer law. You know, if you send a demand letter, you should be prepared to follow through with, you know, what you're demanding and how you're going to follow through. If you're going to say you're going to file, file a lawsuit, you should be prepared to follow that lawsuit. Otherwise, you know, I don't think your name, you're, you get a bad name, your reputation is actually very important, I think, in the legal practice. And it would just make you a more effective lawyer to kind of keep that in mind. I think there's some really good takeaways there. Uh, have integrity and uh, don't be a bully or don't and don't be bullied. Well, Ben, how about you? What about what are some interesting what's an interesting story? So this is the my favorite story that I like to bring up with regard to the practice of suing insurance companies. But I had a mediation several years ago in which the insurance company had actually flown. This was pre-coronavirus, obviously. They had flown their adjuster in from England to Amarillo to meet with us to mediate the case. And we were supposed to do the mediation on Tuesday. And then if the mediation was unsuccessful, I was going to take his deposition on Friday. And he had actually brought in the roofing consultant who had wrote the report for uh, the insurance company, written the report for the insurance company to the mediation as well. And so we were doing our opening and I had my client in there. And a big issue in the case was the causation of the damage. And one of the things that was kind of unique about this property is it was actually made up of seven different buildings. And the insurance company's position was that all of the hail damage had happened to these buildings in 2004. And so I had the pleasure of asking the adjuster to his face how it was possible that the back two buildings had been damaged in 2004 when the buildings were not constructed until 2007. And so <laughs> needless to say, we ended up getting that case settled, but that was one of the more memorable moments uh, seeing this uh, adjuster's face and watching him kind of look over at his roofing consultant like, how did you not catch that? <laughs> That is good. That is good. Well, um, you know, with this experience, guys, we definitely want to give some advice uh, for law students or young lawyers who might be interested in consumer law. Uh, ben, what, what advice would you like to pass along? The, the most important thing to me, and, and I've spoken to a number of plaintiff's attorneys 
not just in consumer law, but in other practice areas, personal injury, any of those types of things. Learning both sides of it, I think, is really important because the hardest thing about being a plaintiff's attorney is having the burden of proof and knowing how to put your case together. And the best way to learn where you can uh, commit those errors that make you lose a case is by being on the defense side and getting to see how they're going to attack your case. And so always take those opportunities. Some of my best friends that are attorneys are defense attorneys who practice in the same area. And we talk all the time about the different things that they, they see with regard to their cases. And I think that's really important. You, get, you can get very myopic in only seeing the plaintiff side or only seeing the defense side. But I think it's really important that you, you get well-rounded experience and, and understand both sides about how a case is put together and how it's attacked so that you can be successful. That's good. John Ross, how about you? Uh, what advice would you like to share? Uh, I think that's good advice. I, I joke around sometimes and say, you know, a lot of times what we do, we're the best compliance attorneys for the other side um, because we're, you know, poking holes in their arguments and then hopefully they make some kind of correction about it. But yeah, we're always looking to see um, the best way to move forward. I think, you know, just what I previously said, some of the best advice, you know, have some integrity, integrity in your practice and what you do and, you know, be prepared to kind of follow through, you know, with your word, you know, treat the other counsels with respect uh, because, I feel it, it gets to be a small practice and, you know, your name recognition really helps you become a better attorney. All right. Our final question today. What is your favorite thing about your practice, John Ross? Uh, my favorite thing about my practice and consumer law uh, is really, I would say, so the thing about consumer law is I think a lot of times there's not a personal aspect to it. Unlike family law or, you know, criminal law there's a lot of emotions that get put into it. Um, consumer law really dials that down. It's a lot more fact-based. You know, you're gonna have expert witnesses and do a lot more facts and not have to rely necessarily always on like opinions or get the emotions involved. And so I think that that's one of the better aspects of a consumer attorney as opposed to other practices of law in that, you know, there's just not as much emotion from the client. And yeah, that's probably my favorite part about consumer law. Ben, bring us home. Favorite part of your practice? I think my favorite part, and it's a little cheesy, but um, I like representing the little guy. And usually the the other side is a multi-billion dollar insurance company. And so to some extent, you know, I feel like uh, I'm helping people who really need my help because they're going up against a behemoth on the other side who does this stuff all the time. And I get to be a teacher a little bit and teach them you know, how this, how this process works, how to set up their claims in the future so they don't run into these same problems. Uh, and that gives me, you know, the warm, fuzzy feelings about getting to help people. That's good. Uh, well, I appreciate you guys uh, joining us today, taking time out of your schedules. And I know our listeners do as well. I think they're going to have a great time uh, listening to this podcast. And to our listeners, thanks for listening. We'll provide information on our panelists in the show notes. Please follow the Texas Young Lawyers Association on Instagram and Facebook at Tex Young Lawyers. Like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. For more information on the Texas Young Lawyers Association or how to suggest or apply to be on the podcast, check out the website at tyla.org. See y'all next time.